I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. This is your host, Clay Mills, and I'm here with Marty Dodson. Hey, it's the year and our next to, next to last year end episode of Songtown on Songwriting. That's crazy. I can't believe a whole year has gone by, but it gives it gives us a chance to look. And what Marty and I thought we'd do today is we do a lot of mentoring, a lot of classes over the year, and we thought it would be fun to just take a look at some of the common mistakes that we've seen in songs over the past year. What are the most common mistakes so we can kind of help you level those up? And we do this every year because it gives us great material for our January and February masterclasses because we can see what people need. Um, and, you know, this year was some interesting changes for me on the melody side, Marty. I don't know about the lyric side, but I kind of seen some developments going on. And um, so I'm, I'm going to talk about those. What, what's happening on the lyric world out there? Yeah, I see some pretty consistent things year after year and and person mm -hmm. after person that I, I mentor. And that's my book, Song Building, uh, kind of came from some of those things. And um, my master classes, my lyric master classes I teach, uh, all work on these things. But I think the biggest issue I see people making, or mistake I see people making, is that the second verse is the same as the first. Basically, they they get to the second verse, they've said everything really, so they just reword the first verse and say it in a different way, and then they think that's going to work. And you have to, a, a great song takes a plan. I call it a blueprint. It, you have to know kind of from the start where you're going to go with the song so that it keeps everybody moving. And if I just reword the first verse for the second verse, I haven't given anybody anything new it kind of backs up the listener and it's it's not likely to be a hit because a hit song keeps you moving from start to finish. It keeps you interested. It keeps giving you new things. It keeps putting your big idea in a different light, all those kinds of things. So I think that's the number one mistake I see is just people writing that second verse in a way that doesn't take the song anywhere new. Yeah, and I think that plays right along with what I'm seeing in Melody, where a song has a lot of cool things going on in the beginning, but it just kind of keeps doing those same things throughout the song, and, and there's no contrast. When you get to the pre-chorus, there's no contrast. It's just more of the same. When you get to the chorus, there's no development. There's just more of the same. And so... I think, and I, and I was wondering why I'm seeing this more and more on the melody side. And I think over the last, you know, five or six years, there's been more and more emphasis on groove and, and getting locked into a chord progression that just kind of keeps going all the way through the song. And I think what people are doing is getting lulled into oh, this is the same groove, the same chord progression, so we're going to have the same rhythm in the melody, and we're going to, you know, and you've got to work harder as a melody writer and a lyric writer to make that 
chord progression that's so static, more, you've, you've got to make your song more interesting because the groove and the static chords aren't changing. So you've got to work harder on the lyric side. You've got to work harder on the melody side. And I, you know, I heard a song the other day that a label put out, brand new artist, lots of buzz. And every line of the song, and this is not uncommon, every line of the song started on the same melody note. So oh, if you've wow. got a if you've got a C scale, say the the verse started on the note E. So every note, every line of the verse when it came in started on an E. And then when it got to the chorus, they started on the E again. Now, they started they hit the E and went higher after that, but the ear doesn't really hear that. The ear just hears the beginning of the line. And so if every line is starting the same, it's kind of like what you're saying you get to the second verse, it's just more the same lyric as the first yeah. verse. They haven't given you anything new. So, man, it, you know, and these songs, they're so well produced now, everything sounds like a hit. You know, a friend of mine said it's like they're rolling cars off the assembly line with beautiful bodies, but there's no engine inside the car. Yeah. And that's what a lot of the songs are now. They're, they sound like and, and I'm not talking about the great writers. I'm not talking about Taylor Swift and Maroon 5 and Adam Levine, people that, you know, have consistently rolled out great songs. You know, they're still writing killer songs. Um, and country, the Ashley Gorleys, the, you know, we know when we're in the room with great writers and, and we're co-writing, that stuff doesn't happen. You know, and so yeah. I think the big thing that I want to convey next year, next January and February in our master classes is let's fix these things. Let's let's, yeah. you know, because you, there's a hundred thousand songs a day uploaded to Spotify. If you're if you're not firing on all cylinders, if you don't have a great engine in your car, you're not going to win the race. It's just that simple. Yeah. You know, another thing that I see a lot is just the lack of an idea that's big enough. And, and this kind of leads into that first problem. If, if you don't have an idea that's big enough, when you get to the second verse, you have said everything. And there's no more to say. And so it, it's really important that you know from the start that you have an idea that's big enough to carry you through the whole song. And that's why in my class, we work so much on those blueprints of, Let's plan out so that we know what every section of the song is going to say from the start. Then we can be confident we're not going to get stuck on that second verse. We're not going to repeat ourselves on the second verse. And we can know that we have an idea that's big enough because in that blueprinting process, if you do it well, you will quickly find out, oh, wow, there's not really a lot to say about this topic. You know, so I think lack of a big idea is a is a huge problem. And then what happens because there's not a big idea, a lot of times what I see with lyrics is they start throwing in four or five big ideas because or what, the, you know, the lack mm -hmm. of one big idea that's big enough for a whole song. So they're trying they start throwing in more ideas. And then all of a sudden you've got things that could be four or five different songs all thrown in the first verse. And it's just a big cluster, you know, and yeah. so. I think the opposite side of of not saying enough is saying too much in that first yeah. verse. And then you then you don't have anywhere to go. If you if 
you know, in your first, I've seen people in the first line of their song throw in the whole, the whole song, basically, mm-hmm. you know, like they've thrown in the, the context, the character and the big idea all in the first couple of lines of the song. And you literally have nowhere to go. So that blueprint yeah. method that you teach helps that problem also, because it's all about spacing, timing and and knowing, you know, it's no different than in sports. You, you come out big in the first quarter of a basketball game. That's your opening line. But you got to finish that finish that, you know, two minutes before the half strong. You got to you got to know where your spots are and you got to know how to play the game in the middle. And it's all about pacing and timing. Yeah, absolutely. One of my mentors and, and somebody that's done some work for us at Songtown is Tom Shapiro. Um, always said that your your big idea should be unexpected but inevitable. And yeah. what he meant was you you should have pointed at it in such a way that when it, when it comes, people go, oh, wow, what else could it have been? But not so much that they go, oh, I know where this is headed. You know, I know I know what's going to happen next, you know. So, you know, you, you that and that takes a plan. You know, that kind of takes knowing from the start where you're going to go with things. You know, another big issue, and I saw this this week in some mentoring sessions, is all these pictures and no emotion. And and I think some songwriting teacher or guru or somebody out there has told people, you got to just fill your song with pictures. And so, you know, I hear a song and it's, it's like you were wearing those um, red shoes with your blue jeans and that white tank top. And you did this and you did this and you did that, which is another big problem because if I'm telling someone what they were wearing, they already know that, yeah. you know, but if I say, you know, you were wearing those, that red, those red shoes, those blue jeans and that white tank top, and I couldn't even breathe when I saw you. Now you're telling them something they don't know. You're right. telling them how the singer felt. And right. and so a big mistake I see is, is all these pictures. So I know exactly what went on. I can picture it in my head, but I have no idea how the singer felt about it. And, and a song like that's never going to go anywhere because when we hear music, we want to feel something. Right, and we want to we want to relate to the feeling that the singer is is feeling. So the whole point of pictures in a song is to to get across what caused the feelings, you know. Yeah. And if you omit those feelings, you're stopping way short of of where you could go with your song. Yeah, and the same way, I th- I think it's that over reliance on hey, I've learned a technique. And let's just milk it to death. You know, in yeah. the lyric world, it's like, oh, everybody's doing a lot of inner rhymes. So as, if I rhyme every other word in this song, it's going to be hooky. But you're forgetting why you're writing the song. And I see that w- with melody. Somebody, you know, the other day I was critiquing a song and somebody had it in their head. Well, today there's a lot of fast rhythms and in, in melody. And so they wrote this song that just was a barrage of fast rhythms. The lyric was actually really good, um, but there was no contrast. There was no development. So Mm -hmm. if you notice the great writers, um, 
just say Taylor Swift, for example, or if if you have this fast barrage of verse notes, then maybe your pre-chorus has some long notes. It has some contrast, you know, and, and that's the thing that that contrast often is what in melody is what gives emotion, you know, and so yeah. it, it it's cool to learn techniques. But after you learn the techniques, you've got to learn how to put them together in an order where people can feel things and not not make it sound like you're writing techniques, you're writing music. And so I think you got to you have to really focus on I would rather you pour a song out from the heart and then go back and fix the issues rather than just going, OK, in this song, here's my list of techniques I'm going to throw in there. Yeah. You know, it's 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 good to learn techniques, but you have to keep in mind the big goal of you're writing a song to make somebody feel something. And that's only going to come from something fresh, something different, something unique, your own voice. There's a lot of things that go into that. Yeah. And I think I think you would also agree that it, melodically there has to be some things where it's inevitable, unexpected, but inevitable. So you go oh, wow, I didn't see it going there, but it really makes sense that, that they did that thing melodically. Yeah, and a lot of that is, is developing your own voice. Um, every writer that I've watched over the years that has come along and made a name for themselves, they don't sound like the writers before them. You know, they, they came along and had something different about their voice, about their style, um, so it's good to learn techniques. You have to. It's good to learn the language of the format you're writing for, but you've got to also go past that. Yeah. You know, one thing, it kind of a flip side of something you said earlier, I saw this week was somebody that in their first verse, they had this really cool internal rhyme and then an end rhyme and then internal rhyme and an end rhyme. And it was awesome the way they had done it and it all worked and there was emotion in it and they got to the second verse and it was gone. Yeah. They just did the, they just did the end rhymes and I know what happened because I've been there. They got to the second verse and they were like, dang, why do we do that? That's hard. You know, that, <laughs> that's hard to pull off again, you know, but when you, when you give somebody something really cool rhythmically or melodically, for your verse, you need to, you need to do it again when they, you know, when they could get to that second verse, because when I got to the second verse, I was really let down because I wanted yeah. that really, really cool thing again. So, you know, when you get something great, sometimes it takes a lot of work to keep it going, but it's important to do that. You don't just want to toss out a little nugget of it, then abandon it because it's difficult. Yeah. And the only time that I would say that's not true is if the second verse is a feature where someone different comes in and it's a totally different melody, totally different mm -hmm. vibe, but that keeps your attention too. And now you've got to create a verse that's equally as hooky. So if right. you've got some cool inner rhymes in that first verse, you can't just let that totally disappear. Even if you're going somewhere different, you've got to come up with new hooky techniques that are going to make it memorable. So you've got to work harder. Um, and so, you know, that's done a lot in pop music with the features and country. Now, sometimes like there's a new Morgan Wallen song that 
that's out where the second verse is totally different. It's just kind of a new style of writing that's creeping in where it's almost like there should have been a different singer on that second verse, but mm -hmm. there's only one singer on the song. So yeah. they wrote a feature. They just didn't bring in another singer is basically what's happening. So um, that is something. But, man, then you've got to work really hard. It's almost like it's verse, chorus, bridge, chorus instead of mm -hmm. verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah. Yeah, this song I'm talking about was the same melody. They just yeah. abandoned yeah. that that internal rhyme. So I'm not getting these rhymes where I'm, I'm expecting them to come. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we have a few openings in our master classes. So if you're interested, you can go to songtown.com and sign up there or get more information. I teach yeah, we'll lyrics. post a link. Yeah, Clay teaches Melody. Yeah, we can put a link in the show notes. Um, but they're, these are small group classes. We, we limit the classes to 14 or 15 people in, in a Zoom. Uh, so you get a lot of personalized attention. So this is not a video series like a lot of master classes you see out there it's uh, clay and i are actually in there with you uh, giving you feedback every week on on your work um so sign up for those it starts mid-january check out the show notes check out our sponsor sweetwater i just ordered a microphone from them that i'm super excited about getting and it was 300 dollars off clay it was a bargain yeah they're, the, the they're, slate mic i love those yeah. um I have one in my studio and, and use it all the time. Yeah. So check out Sweetwater. Link to them is in the, the show notes as well. We'll see you next Tuesday. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All right, everybody. We're going to leave you with a song. This one's called Memory Lane by Songtown members Corey William Schneider and Craig Grishaw. Hope you enjoy. We'll see you next Tuesday.
Yeah.